Hello, storygoers, and welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, Bedtime Stories. Tonight, we go through the harrowing journey of a young boy placed in a dangerous and frightening world, desperate to find his sister. Get ready to fall asleep to the strange and beautiful story of Limbo. His eyes opened. The palms of his hands touched the cold, hard dirt underneath him. All was void of color, and the world was dark around him. Standing up, the boy looked around, noticing only trees and thick grass surrounding him. An eerie feeling enveloped him as no sounds danced between the trees of the forest. Where was he? And why was he here? He wondered. The boy tried to think of what happened before. No details came forth in his mind. But only one. One horrifying image stuck in the front of his head. The pained look of his sister. Could she possibly be here too? He questioned. He stepped forward through the trees of the forest, climbing up the fallen trunk of a tree and jumping down a steep hill. In front of him rested an old wooden scaffolding. It blocked his path. Noticing a resting cart, the boy pulled it out and climbed on top as he made his way up the scaffolding. The wood of the scaffolding was old and weak as it creaked under his feet, like it had been there for many years. An old rope hung from a plank of wood attached to the scaffolding that descended into a deep, dark pit below. It was the boy's only option forward. As he slowly made his way down the rope, he was able to jump down into the pit and walked through a small cave ahead of him As he reached the other side, a small boat rested in a large body of water. The boy stared at the boat. He wondered where he was going and if this was the right thing to do. He'd always been told to stay in one spot if he ever got lost. But he could somehow feel, feel inside of him, that he needed to continue forward. Something wasn't right. Stepping into the boat, the boy pushed off from land. The boat slowly drifted forward, the bow of the vessel piercing the calm waters. Everything was still and quiet around the boy as a sense of dread began to fester inside of his stomach. This place he was in It wasn't safe, he thought. He just wanted to go home. Before he knew it, the boat scraped onto the shore as the sound of wood and rock echoed around him. He jumped out of the boat and pulled it onto the shore using a rope attached to the bow. He had been taught to do that so the boat wouldn't drift away. He thought of his father as he showed him how to do it. 
he missed his parents. He hoped they were okay. In front of the boy was a tall ledge, a ledge too tall for him to reach on his own. Pulling the boat closer to the ledge, the boy jumped from the bow of the boat to the side of the ledge and successfully climbed up. His hands began to ache, but he ignored the pain as he continued to climb vines that grew from the side of the cliff and then a rope anchored at the top. His arms ached, but he persevered through it. He was surrounded by more forest in every direction as he continued forward, the darkness of the world feeling unnatural and uncalming. It was upsetting to feel that way, he thought. His mind wandered about his situation until he suddenly noticed a metal contraption right by his feet. A quick, hard stop helped the boy avoid becoming stuck in an open bear trap. He stared at the trap, its mouth resting open on the ground. Its sharp metal teeth looked hungry and ready to snap shut at the next poor soul to step into its unforgiving jaw. The boy carefully jumped over the trap, making sure not to set it off, and continued forward. With a body of water blocking his way, the boy climbed over a nearby tree and pushed a broken trunk down into the water below. Using the tree trunk as a bridge to cross the water, he continued forward deeper into the forest. As the boy wandered forward evermore, he jumped over another bear trap and then noticed a large tree blocking his path. From the tree, three massive long spider legs came forward, crashing down on the ground in front of the boy. He fell backwards and scurried away quickly. The boy could see that the spider had no intention of moving out of his path. Thinking quickly, the boy ran back to the bear trap that he had jumped over before and pushed it forward. Closer and closer, he pushed the bear trap to the massive spider until one of its large legs came down into the bear trap. The spider screeched in pain the end of one of its legs ripping off. Two more times, the boy used the bear trap until the spider had lost the ends of three of its legs. Having had enough, it climbed up the tree and out of the way of the boy. He sighed, relieved the vicious arachnid was out of his way, and he moved forward, jumping down into yet another cave. The boy felt like he was never going to get used to the dark and dreary look of the world. It was consistently uneasy. What was this place? He wondered. Through the cave, the boy ventured forward. Bones and flesh littered the floors. Remnants of the spider's past meals. Spider webs stuck to the boy's feet, making every step harder than the last. He could hear the heavy footsteps come from behind him until he realized what the stomping was was in fact the giant spider crawling closer and closer towards him its many eyes staring at him walking on the ceiling above him 
and moving slowly towards him, the spider gently picked up the boy with one of its massive legs. The boy screamed out, struggling to free himself, but to no avail. The spider encased the boy entirely in its webs and left him hanging from the ceiling, leaving its meal for another time. With the spider now gone, the boy tried to break free, but he wasn't strong enough. Back and forth he struggled, desperate to free himself. After much struggling, he was able to break the webs that hung him from the ceiling, and he fell to the cave floor below. Barely able to see through the webs still covering his face, he hopped forward, hoping he was going in the right direction. He hopped as fast as he could over large pits and up fallen debris as the boy tried desperately to get as far away from the spider as possible. The sound of the arachnid's footsteps approached from behind him. A cold sweat ran down the boy's neck. The spider was catching up and wanted to stop its meal from getting away. Hopping faster and faster, his lungs burning as the boy was barely able to breathe through the spider webs encasing him. As he continued, the boy didn't see the steep hill that was waiting in front of him. He slipped forward, rolling down the hill through fallen debris, ripping the spider webs off of his body. As he landed on the flat ground, the boy quickly jumped up to make sure the spider was nearby. The coast seemed to be clear. He quietly listened, no spider in sight. The boy checked over his body, feeling lucky to not have gotten hurt. He wiped the dirt from his shirt and tried to hold his tears back, a few droplets falling down his cheek. He came to a large clearing, only large tree stumps in front of him, the ground too sunken to travel on. He climbed up the first stump it began to jump from one to the next, avoiding the dangerous ground below. He was reminded of the obstacle courses he played on in school. He always enjoyed them. He was good at them. He wasn't feeling the same confidence now, though, as he jumped from stump to stump. Able to cross the stumps and back to solid ground, the boy only saw more forest ahead. He stopped, catching his breath, and questioned to himself if he would ever get through it. Was this hell? He wondered. What did he do to be in hell? Why him? He questioned to himself. He just wanted to go home. As he walked forward, from the large tree standing in his way, a massive spider leg came down in front of him yet again. The boy's eyes widened. How did the spider get ahead of him? He stared at the leg. It looked different. He noticed the wires coming from the spider's legs, seemingly controlling its movements. They're not real, the boy thought to himself. The leg slowly came back up and crashed down again, trying to intimidate the boy. Slowly moving up yet again, the boy ran forward, running under the spider's leg, 
only to find a stranger. The stranger was using a lover to control this makeshift spider's legs. In a panic, they ran away. The boy could see the look of fear on their face. They looked so tired and weak. Would he end up like that? He wondered. Traveling up a hill, he noticed a strange light up ahead of him. The light was getting closer and closer until he realized that a flaming tire had been rolled down the hill at him. The boy was able to dodge the tire and looked up quickly. More people looked down at him. They were covered in dirt and anger filled their eyes. Why were they attacking him, a kid? The boy noticed an old and rickety ladder resting at the far end of the wall. Climbing up, he made it to where the adults had pushed the tire down at him from before. Climbing yet another ladder, the boy got over the cliff ledge and came across a makeshift settlement. Poorly made buildings stood there. As the boy slowly walked forward, he saw more people above him on a platform. They released bear traps on a rope that swung down towards him. The boy dodged the traps as the people quickly ran away again. The boy clenched his fists. He became furious. He hadn't done anything to them. He screamed out, questioning why they were doing this to him. No answer came back in response. Climbing up a nearby rope, the boy moved through the poorly built structures and back into the forest. The ground shook behind him, and the boy turned to see the giant spider once again. The people that had attacked him were now dead, their bodies impaled on the spider's legs. As the spider moved closer to the boy, their bodies flew from its legs. The boy turned to run. Fear covered his face now. He could see a body of water ahead of him and a log resting on its edge. He quickly pushed the log into the water and jumped on it. Using the log as a raft, he glided across the water until he made it to the other side and quickly jumped off. Unstopped by the water, the spider continued to follow the boy, hell-bent on getting its next meal. The boy ran ahead and noticed a large pit in the distance. Building his speed, the boy jumped over the large pit and barely grasped the ledge, pulling himself up. The spider tried to follow suit, jumping the pit, but slipped backwards down into it. Up the hill ahead was a trap made with a boulder and a piece of wood propping it up, keeping it from rolling down the hill. More than likely made by the strangers that had attacked him before. A plan formulated in the boy's mind. He was done being chased by this giant spider. He would not end up its meal. The boy kicked at the piece of wood, releasing the giant boulder and hurling it down the hill. He dodged out of the way as the enormous rock rolled down the hill, smashing into the spider that had just emerged from the pit. The spider screeched as it plummeted back into the pit beneath the boulder. A smile came across the boy's face as he watched the spider fall, hoping it would finally leave him alone. He collected himself and continued into the never-ending forest. As he slid down a steep hill, the boy came across more people standing in his way, 
he stared at them, hoping they would just run away and leave him alone. A large crash echoed behind the boy. The people in front of him ran away as he turned to see the now limping, one-legged spider crawling slowly towards him yet again. The boy stared in disbelief. The spider limped towards him, the wounds from the boulder nearly leaving it at death's door. But it remained determined to finally get the boy. The spider, with its remaining leg, viciously swiped at him. The boy dodged and was able to grab the end of its leg. Pulling on the leg of the spider, he tore off its weakened appendage. The spider's many eyes became lifeless and its body grew cold. The boy fell to his knees and wept. Collecting himself and wiping away his tears, the boy continued on. Moving through an old mine and a rundown factory, the boy came across yet another person. This person was different than the others. He stared at her as he walked up a small hill. A soft light illuminated her. She was here too. He knew somehow that she would be his sister. The boy ran fast towards her, hope finally filling his heart. What the boy didn't know was above him, a small worm waited. As the boy unknowingly ran underneath the worm, it fell onto his head. It attached itself into the boy and was able to take control of his body. The worm stopped him and turned his body around away from his sister, who was still unaware that he was there. With the boy under the control of the worm, he began to walk away back down the hill from his sister. Trying desperately to turn around, the worm would not let him. As he went back into the factory he had just escaped. Fighting against the worm with all of his might, he walked around monstrous moving gears and conveyor belts, until he finally walked underneath unidentifiable creatures, snapping their gnarly beaks overhead. With a quick swipe, the creatures snatched the worm off the boy's head, eating it and setting the boy free from its control. Determined to get back to his sister again, the boy traveled up through the deadly factory. As he emerged from the factory, the boy noticed a machine with a button in the shape of an arrow displayed on the front of it. Clicking the arrow, the boy became weightless as he floated up to the ceiling above. He had no idea what was happening, but all he could think about was how close he was to his sister. She must still be nearby. He had to find her. Running on the ceiling, the boy traversed the obstacles before him. He used the gravity machines placed throughout to push forward through the perilous puzzles ahead of him. A massive buzzsaw quickly rotated on the ceiling. Its sharp teeth spun with ferocity. As the boy ran closer to it, he quickly pressed the button on a gravity machine nearby, pulling him down to the floor below and dodging the revolving death trap. Large pits awaited the boy as he continued to use gravity machines placed nearby to travel up to the ceiling, just barely able to get over the other buzzsaws placed in his way. While walking on the ceiling, 
he noticed a pane glass window ahead. He walked to the edge of the ceiling and looked over to see another buzzsaw waiting for him. If he jumped over, his journey would definitely be done. He also noticed, built into the wall, a little above him was another gravity machine with an arrow pointing to the right. The last gravity machine he used was continuing to turn on and off, sending him from the ceiling to the floor, back and forth in even intervals. Smashing through the large window ahead was the only way forward for the boy. He knew he had to time his plan perfectly for it to work. As the gravity machine sent the boy back up to the ceiling, he quickly ran over to its edge and jumped, the buzzsaw waiting for him. He flew up, falling upward to the buzzsaw waiting. The boy closed his eyes, hoping he timed it right. Just before his feet touched the spinning blades of the buzzsaw, the gravity shifted and sent him falling back down to the ground below. He put his hand out, just barely able to tap the right arrow of the gravity machine built into the wall, shifting the gravity to the right and sending him flying straight through the paned glass window. He smashed and fell straight into dirt and grass on the other side of the window. He laid there unconscious for a few moments. The cool wind swept softly across his skin. As he awoke, his eyes quickly opened and he shot straight up. The boy patted his body, looking for any injuries, but there were none. He smiled. A sigh of relief escaped as he caught his breath. Standing up, tired and sore, the boy walked forward, away from the broken paned glass window and into the forest once again. From the bottom of a hill, the boy looked up and stared. He stood, looking for a few moments as tears walled up in his eyes. He slowly walked up the hill as he approached her. She was there playing, until she quickly turned back to look at the figure approaching her. His tears fell down from his face. The tears were finally not ones of fear or anguish, but those of joy. The end. As always, thank you again, storygoers, for listening to yet another episode of Tales from the Cartridge Bedtime Stories. We'll be back next month for a brand new episode. And as always, we hope you had a deep, and relaxing sleep. See you next time. Good night.